wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And a happy new year. Oh, come, ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye woke come into to you all glory on behalf of the world changers nation want to wish you all a merry christmas want to wish the world changers nation members a merry christmas all those affiliated all partners we are wishing you all a merry christmas and we are also saying happy birthday to jesus glory, glory. 2021 is gradually coming to a close and with it comes the beginning of a new
Glory. You're all welcome to a very special Christmas, special message that we have for you. I want to wish you all again Merry Christmas. And today is a day of joy. The season is a season of love. And it's so important that as Christians, we understand what we are doing. If you are online, I want you to shout glory. glory. Write glory, type glory, let us know you're there. I also want you to share with your friends a good news is meant to be spread. So you share with your friends, you share with your loved ones, let them know what is happening. And I believe that with the message that the Holy Spirit has put on my heart for you, your life will never remain the same again. You know, in a season like this, we have been celebrating Christmas for a long time. I believe that sometimes with all the joy, with all the celebrations, and with all the merry, sometimes we are tempted to forget the purpose for which this season or this birthday is really there. To many Christians, Christmas time is the time where they snap pictures with Santa, where they plant a Christmas tree in the house and all that. To others, a Christmas time like this is a season to make merry to gallivant you see to have all these celebrations move from place to place because they see it as a holiday but you see there is a purpose for this celebration this is not a normal celebration see because it's not a celebration of a normal person see we, when we talk about christmas we are celebrating the birth of jesus and the birth of Jesus is the birth of the greatest person that was, that is, and is to come. It is the birth of the greatest person that has ever existed and the greatest person that still exists. It is the greatest celebration the world or the church can offer, can celebrate. It is the greatest because we are celebrating a divine person who is Lord of all. A divine person who is Lord in three worlds. See, a divine person who never dies, but who lives forevermore. The birth of that person is what we celebrate. And it's important that we understand. People all over the world, even non-Christians during Christmas, celebrate Christmas as a, a festive season. So, we engage in festivities and all that. But the church must understand what we are doing. And it's not just understanding what we are doing in this season, but we ought to be able to appropriate see, the benefits of the birth of Jesus Christ. And what I want to talk about today is the essence of the birth of Jesus. The essence of the birth of Jesus. I'm not trying to teach why Jesus was born. You see, I'm not trying to teach why Jesus came. I have a message on, on that seven reasons why Jesus came. I have a, a, and you can check it on YouTube. 
and on Facebook. It's a very powerful message. I also have a message on the garden, the cross, and the throne, where I explain the things that Jesus did on the cross. So what happened in the garden, and the things that Jesus did on the cross, what he did in death, what he did in prison, See, what he did in his resurrection, See, when he preached to the spirits in prison, and all that. And what he's doing now, as Lord of all, seated on the throne. So you can get that message also. But what I want to attempt to really establish or teach today is the essence of the birth of Jesus. Why Jesus had to be born. So why I'm not talking about why Jesus was born. When I'm talking about why Jesus was born. I can tell a lot of reasons why he was born. And some of us will also be able to tell why he was born. We want to know why he had to be born. So why Jesus had to be born? Why am I teaching why Jesus had to be born? Because, you see, the birth of Jesus is not the first time God came into the earth realm as a man. That is not the first time God had come into the earth as a man on different occasions. I know most of you may not know that. He had come in a bodily manner see, in the physical world where he appeared as a man and could relate with men as a man even though he was God at one point in time he came with two angels who also transformed into a man you see spirit beings certain spirit beings can transform into a man or can transform into men so God transformed when he came and we look at that in the book of Genesis look at that in the book of Genesis chapter 18 glory so just share the page with a friend with a loved one and I believe that you are going to have a, a perfect understanding of why Jesus had to be born see why Jesus had to be born the book of Genesis chapter 18 chapter what 18 oh I'm so excited to be here are you excited to be online are you excited to be online hallelujah are you excited to be online hallelujah it says and the Lord appeared unto Abraham the Lord appeared unto Abraham or unto him he's talking about Abraham in the plains of Mamre and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day that was Abraham and he lifted up or he lift up his eyes and looked and lo three men stood by him and when he saw them he ran to meet them and he, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said my lord if now I have found favor in thy sight pass not away I pray thee from thy servant so the scriptures is three men how many men? three men among the three men one was God himself and the other two were angels of God who had transformed into men 
and had come to Abraham. So Abraham could physically see them, could visibly see them. Because Abraham was sensitive, he knew they were not ordinary men. And so the scripture says that he bowed himself toward the ground. Why did he bow? Because he saw that he had met God. I've said it before that the first person and Abraham entertained this, this man and gave them food to eat. And I've said it before that the first person to have ever fed God with, with a physical food for God to eat was Abraham. And that is not the only time God came as a man onto the earth. Amen. You also read the scriptures. I'm trying to establish a point. You also read the scriptures in Joshua chapter 5. In Joshua chapter 5. In Joshua chapter 5. Hallelujah. 5 verse, verse 13. It says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. Joshua looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. Is that not powerful? With a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground, just like what Abraham did. Abraham bowed to the ground. You didn't notice that? Joshua did the same. He also bowed to the ground. Why? Because these men were not ordinary men. They could sense. They, were, they, they, had, they had spiritual perception. They could perceive that they had, they had encounter with God who had transformed as a man. Is that not powerful? So he says, Commander, then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? You know, Abraham did the same. He called him my Lord. He also, Joshua did the same. He called him my Lord. Is that not powerful? What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. Hallelujah. And Joshua did so now. From the reading, you will know that this is God. So Moses had the same encounter. And he had to take off his sandals also. So for, for the even the, for the for the scriptures to say that the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, it meant that that was God there. But how did Joshua see him as God? No, he saw him as a man who had a drawn sword. And he went to speak to him like he would speak to a fellow man. But it was God. So I'm trying to let you know that this is not the first time that God is coming onto the earth as a man. This is not the first time. Throughout the scriptures, we can go on and on. God appeared or transformed as a man and appeared to some of his servants. You see. But the question is, why is that when God came to them, he did not stay permanently. See, he came there and stayed temporarily. Why? Because, and what am I talking about? The essence of the birth of Jesus Christ. Because the only legitimate way established by God for a spirit being to have a permanent stay on the earth is by birth. 
That's the only legitimate and acceptable way. Accepted by God. You see, ordained by God. That a spirit being. So every spirit being can only have a permanent stay on earth when that spirit being is residing in a physical body. And that physical body ought to be obtained by birth. So even though God had transformed, God knew by his understanding of his principles see, and by the counsel of his will that he couldn't have a permanent stay even though he had transformed as a man and had appeared to Abraham and appeared to Joshua and others. God understands that the only way a spirit being can stay on this earth the only legitimate way a spirit being can stay, can have a permanent stay on this earth. So God couldn't stay permanently because God had a temporary stay. He couldn't stay permanently. He needed a house. He needed a body. He needed a place to indwell or to dwell, a body. See? Which he would obtain by birth. So when he transformed, he transformed into a bodily person, is that not true? A physical being. But that couldn't guarantee him a permanent stay on the earth. Because he had established it to be so. All spirit beings have a footing in the spirit world. But they do not have a footing in the physical world. Or they don't have a footing on this earth. The earth is a material world. It's a physical world. It's a world of, of the physical, of the visible. So anyone that is a spirit being or any spirit being, see, there is the spirit world. And there is the physical world, the material world. Spirit beings reside in the spirit world. And I don't want to go into the kinds of the spirit world. See, when spirit beings want to reside on this earth, they will need a physical body. That is how important a body or a physical body is in the mind of God and in the scriptures. That's how important it is. Without a physical body, you do not have a home. And without a physical body, you do not have, you cannot give expression to yourself as a spirit being. It is through the physical body that you can give expression see, to yourself or gain expression or give expression in the physical world. In the physical world. It's only through a physical body that you can express yourself in the physical world, in the material world, as a spirit being. So the scripture says man is a spirit having a soul and living in a body. And even though man is a spirit, for man to be able to dwell on this earth and function on this earth permanently, legally, and express himself as a spirit being on this earth, man needs a body. So every person whose spirit has departed from his body cannot give expression on the earth. Such spirit beings are disembodied spirits. Spirits without a physical body. It takes the physical body to give an expression of yourself. To give an expression 
of yourself as a spirit being on this earth and it is God who established established it to be so he did that when he created Adam Adam was created a spirit being and God formed out of the ground his body out of the dust of the ground his body so he was first of all created before he was formed when he was created he was created as a spirit being but that spirit being who can only reside and express himself in the physical world that God had created for him through a human body so God had to form out of the dust of the ground a body and place that spirit being in that body so that spirit person see that spirit person can express himself through his physical body so you can be a spirit being there can be a spirit being who is on earth but cannot give any expression cannot be seen that is why demons always want to occupy a, the physical body of a person or wants to occupy a person because demons are spirit evil spirits they are spirits unclean spirits and all kinds of spirits that work evil but they can only express their wicked intents when they are occupying the body of a person come on shout glory so God understood that and you can only gain this through birth so there is this principle in Genesis where God established when he said be fruitful after man was created he said be fruitful and replenish the earth by doing that God had released what we call his creative power and that creative power was going to perform a principle that we call the principle of reproduction a principle of reproduction through birth or the principle of reproduction that is the way every person so the only man who was not born was Adam he was created through him any other person who will come to want to legitimately come on this earth will have to be born because after the creation God established the principle of reproduction and that meant that there will have to be a reproduction there will have to be a reproduction let me just put it that way so that I don't go into what I want to teach amen in such a way that everyone will have to pass through the womb of a woman see to come onto the earth to be fully recognized as somebody who can stay on this earth come on shout glory to that and because God understood that then he had to he himself had to follow his principle <laughs> is that not powerful is that not powerful hallelujah we see God established that when he said be fruitful and no scientific or scientific intelligence has been able to change that for you to be on the earth realm as a person you have to come through the principle of reproduction and come to the womb of a woman amen and so you see Jesus re-emphasizing or re-echoing this principle how important it is I'm going to let you know how important the human body is Jesus knew that that God had established that in Genesis so what did he do the scripture says that he said 
He made a statement in Luke chapter 7 verse 28. He says, among all the, those that are born of women, he says, John the Baptist is the greatest. But the least in the kingdom is greater than John. He says, among all those born of women, he says, nevertheless, among all those born of women, he says that John the Baptist is the greatest. Meaning that Jesus was really echoing the fact that for anyone to be born, no matter how powerful you are, how big you are as a prophet, you have to be born by a woman. Among all those born of women, he says. Among all those what born of women. He says John the Baptist is the greatest. To let us know that all those who came to the earth realm, came to the earth realm, born. No matter how, the kind of miracles they did, they had to be born of a woman. To be on this earth. And to strike the difference between the birth of all those born of women. So he says that the least in the kingdom and all those born into the kingdom which we will go into amen so jesus re-echoed that and you see paul also re-echoing that so it's important we understand how important our bodies are you see your 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 physical body is defined by the kind of spirit being living in that body see man is not a human body man is not a physical body according to the scriptures i've said it over and over that man is not a political animal or a social animal no man is a spirit having a soul if man were to be to, to man were to be a political animal man is not an animal why an animal does not have a soul an animal does not is not a spirit Is that not powerful? Man is not an animal. So man is not a political animal, nor man be is not a and man is not a social animal. Man is a spirit. What is man? Man is a spirit having a soul and living in a body. By his soul, he is able to make decisions for himself by his soul he's able to think for himself by his soul he's able to give express emotions to things to situations so man is a spirit having a soul and residing in a body so the kind of body or your the, the physical body is defined by the kind of spirit living in it When a demon occupies a, occupies a particular body by possessing the person who is the occupant of that body, we say that person is a demoniac. Is that true? When the Holy Spirit also resides in the spirit of a person and by that resides in the physical body to give expression through that physical body the physical body of that person we say that person is a christian is that powerful, powerful. so you see paul also re-echoing re the same thing in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 to 6 just stay with me just stay with me will you stay are you staying with me it's very powerful call your loved ones to join us some of them don't know what is happening 
See, the, the world has changed. So once we talk about Christmas, what comes to people's mind is Santa. That's how far the world has changed. And because of that, a lot of people underplay the purpose of this season, the purpose of this celebration. It's important that you understand, not just for you to know it's just Christmas. How do you live your life with this understanding? How do you live your life in this season? How do you live after this season with this kind of understanding? It's so important. Is this so important? So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, read from verse 1. We wouldn't be able to read all and read also from verse 6. Paul says, for we know. There's a kind of understanding. There's a kind of understanding. It's a kind of understanding. It's a kind of understanding that God had or God has for which he did not force himself onto the earth. For which he did not just appear as a man onto the earth to do what he wanted to do. No. It's a kind of understanding. It's a kind of understanding that Jesus had or has. It's a kind of understanding that Paul the Apostle also had. Look at what he says here. By the Spirit he says, For we know that if our earthly tent that we live in is destroyed. See, so the body is regarded as an earthly tent. It's regarded as a home. Your home is not the physical building you live in. Your home is your physical body. Is that not powerful? So therefore we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God. This is a very powerful scripture. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going into explaining this. But I want, to, I want to throw more light on this. An eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Since meanwhile we groan, longing to be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in the tent, we groan and are burdened. Because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, Therefore we are always confident and know, say I know, I know, I know, that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. As long as we are at home where? In the body. Look at how Paul treats the human body with an understanding. As long as we are at home in the, in the human body. Now, the King James can I go to the King James? Yes, oh, shout glory, glory. Malatoko Shepratika Satalagadosh. Man teke teke legesh. For we know that if our earthly house, hallelujah, of this tabernacle were dissolved, we know that if our earthly house, so I'm trying to establish that the physical body is necessary to have a permanent stay. To have a permanent stay or a permit legally on this earth and that physical body ought to be obtained by death else you can the spirit being that can engage in activities in the physical world temporarily that was what he said that's what god came to do when he came to abraham it was he, he came to engage in, a, in an activity temporarily he couldn't stay permanently because the scriptures cannot be broken 
It says, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from while we are at home in the body. Is that not strange and powerful? So it's, it's very important that we understand this. Amen. It's very important that we understand this. Now, why the birth then? Why the birth? God had come on earth before. But he knew he could not have a permanent stay. And he had a predetermined purpose. So for him to fulfill that purpose on this earth, he needed a permanent stay, a permit, as it were on the earth realm and if he needed a permanent stay or a permit to reside on this earth realm to to accomplish whatever he wanted to accomplish the number of years he had to do that he needed a betting a bet there was a need for that come on shout glory, glory. now isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 are you following what I'm saying? If you are following, give me a wave. If you are following, give me a wave. Give me a wave online. Let me see that you are following. If you have not also invited someone, invite someone. Is that not powerful? Oh, we love you, Jesus. Mandala Kadosha. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9. I read chapter 9, verse 6, sorry. I read chapter 9, verse 6. Oh, le katosh, le pogoku, veli ato kosho, kogo kosho, tolo hose. I'm just loving what I'm teaching now. It says, for unto us a child is born. Do you see it there? Yes, unto us a son is given. It says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Unto us a child is born. A child is born. And unto us, a son is given. What kind of child? And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor. It is the mighty God. The what? The mighty. the mighty God. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of david and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the lord of hosts will perform it so it says unto us a child is born and that child's name shall be called wonderful a wonderful counselor the mighty god that means it's telling us that that child that will be born will be called the mighty God. It means the mighty God is going to be born. Christmas is the birth of the mighty God. It is the birth of the mighty God. Is that not powerful? The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It says that mighty God will be born. Because that mighty God sought to dwell among men. But he could not dwell among men. You see, in reality, he sought to dwell in men. 
But I don't want to go into that revelation now. Which is done now. God is living in me. God is living in you. You are born again. Amen. But that's not what I'm really talking about now. So I don't want to go into that. Amen. But you see, he has always sought to dwell among men. To dwell among men. And the only way he could dwell among men is to be born as a man. So the birth of Jesus is the identification of God with men by being born as a man. Write it down. The birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. I'm talking about just the birth. What it actually means. I'm not going to maybe the coming of Jesus, what he came to do, and all of that. I have that message, several reasons why Jesus came. So powerful message. When you listen to it, you do mighty things for the Lord. But the birth of Jesus is the identification of God with men by being born as a man. Is that what I said? The identification of God with men by being born as a man. Because God knew that the only legitimate way to gain entry into the physical world to fulfill the purpose for which he wanted to fulfill in the physical world, the only way, legitimate way to gain entry is to be born. So unto us a child is born. It isn't unto us a child appeared. Is that what he said? No. Or a child transformed. Or the mighty God transformed. It's for unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. Because whenever there is a child, whenever there is a birthing, there is a family. There is a relationship. So a child is born. And a son is given. Upon the increase of his government, he says, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. 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 That is why nothing can stop the gospel. That is why nothing can stop men of God. That is why there is nothing that men put in place to underplay the gospel that can take place. No. Since of the increase of this is a prophetic word. And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. He shall be called wonderful counselor. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. Oh, Is that not powerful? So you see, the birth of Jesus, it's God becoming a man in a legitimate way. The birth of Jesus is God becoming a man Think about it. So, when we say we are celebrating Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of, we are the birth of Jesus. And what does that mean? Say we are celebrating Jesus. We are celebrating Christmas. You say I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus. What does that mean to you? The birth of Jesus is God becoming a man in a legitimate way to gain entry into the physical world. God becoming a man in a legitimate way to gain entry into the physical world. It is God being given birth to by a woman. Is that not powerful? It's powerful that. Hmm. It is God identifying with man by being born as a man. By being born as a man. God identifying Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that powerful? So, 
Are you following what I'm teaching so far? Yes, I want you to understand when we say Christmas, the birth of Jesus. See, Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is God in the flesh. God having a physical body. Jesus is God having a physical body and residing in the physical body. We're going to that right now. Is that not powerful? Who understand what I'm saying so far? That is what we are doing now. So we are we are we are joyous. We are we are happy. We are making merry. Why are we doing all of that? Because we are celebrating the truth, the reality that God became a man. God identified himself with men by being born as a man. Is that not powerful? And I said this in the post. I said that Jesus was born so that the invisible, inexplicable, almighty God. Oh, is that not powerful? Could have a body. Write it down. Jesus was born so that the invisible, inexplicable God could have a body. Could do what? Have a, have a body and gain entry into the material world so he could describe he could give a description of himself among humanity so that he could have a body and describe himself why because before jesus was born many people attempted to describe god but they all couldn't describe him the best way he wanted to. So he wanted to explain himself to humanity. He wanted to expose himself to man. And describe himself to man. And explain himself to man. Who he is. What he has. What he can do. He wanted to expose himself to man. That's the major purpose. And because he wanted to expose himself to man, he could only do that by identifying with man. Do you hear what I said? Yes, sir. You see, an elephant can't explain himself to an antelope. An antelope can explain himself to an antelope. Two antelopes who understand one each other. True or false? But an elephant can't explain himself to an antelope. So, for an elephant to explain himself to an antelope, he ought to become an antelope. So when they are all relating, then he understands the ways. Who just got what I just said? For him to do that, he needed a body. Come on, shout glory. glory. Now, before I go to the birth of Jesus Christ, there are two ways, scripturally, by which a person can be born onto the earth. Two ways. The first way is what I explained in Genesis, the principle of reproduction, where the sperm of a man, which contains the life of humans, comes in contact with a woman and then 
a child is produced after out of that come on shout glory. glory yes that's the first principle and that is a principle that cannot be broken cannot be broken because it's established by God there's also another principle that God established not in Genesis but this time when he had to be born and that's a principle of the introduction of divine life into a woman for a child to be born the introduction of what divine life so there are two important ways a person can be born onto the can be given birth to onto the earth realm one is through the sperm of a man the other is through the divine life of god two important ways established by scriptures who called i just said the insemination of divine life so the first one is the insemination of the sperm of a man into a woman the second is the insemination of divine life spiritual life into a woman for a child to be born come on shout glory, glory. two ways he has already told us unto us a child is born that's a prophetic word that word ought to take place and that word began the the happening of that word took place in luke chapter one verse 28 can we go there luke chapter one. Oh, hallelujah luke chapter one verse 28 mashata kapala kasa and you see there is no knowledge in this world that can annul these two methods established by God there is no knowledge that can annul it these two methods because they are established by God amen amen so Luke chapter 1 this is one to ask a child is born Isaiah 9 verse 6 and a son is given. So I'm going to explain how God was given birth to. Is that not powerful? How God became a man. Oh, by the time we are done, you understand? It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive. Now, those words, are words of life behold thou shalt conceive the angel of the lord was sent with the word of god now i said divine life now the word of god is the career of divine life the word of god see oh is that not powerful every man reproduces by his sperm god also reproduces by his sperm the sperm of God is the word of God. Did you hear what I said? Yes, the sperm of man is what is released. Yes, 
the sperm of God is also the word of God. It is the career of God's life. That is what? The career of God's life. It also ought to be released. But this time, the word of God was going to be released into a woman for a birth. That's the same principle. Is it the same principle? It's similar. Where the sperm that contains the life is released into a woman. And this time, the sperm of God, which is contained in his word, is also released into a woman. That divine life contained in the word was released. That was what the angel did. He says, behold, that word means see. Are you seeing something now? Yes, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. It says, see, Malatosh etelegedesh. It says, and the angel came into him, 28, came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, is that there, verse 31? And behold, see, thou shalt conceive or you shall conceive no you see in genesis god said be fruitful then the principle of physical reproduction took place started so from there you see adam begat 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 because the principle was working this time the angel brought the divine life to the word of god behold thou shalt conceive now when the angel said that the life of conception the divine life of God was released into Mary. When he said, Behold, thou shalt conceive. Behold, you shall. God said, Be fruitful. This time, because the word carries the same potency, the same life. Just at this time, it was in the hands of an angel who had been sent from God. The same potency, the same life. Thou shalt conceive. Life was released. Amen. But not an ordinary life, a divine life. Glory. Into the womb of a woman. God still needed a woman to carry him. Because it's his principle. He couldn't break it. When the life was released into Mary, it says, Behold, verse 31. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Do you see it there? Yes, and bring forth a son and shall call his name what jesus hallelujah he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the lord god shall give unto him the throne of his father david and he shall reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end oh hallelujah then said mary unto the angel how shall this be how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, hallelujah, the and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore that also that holy thing with which thou shalt be born unto thee shall be called the Son of God. So when the life was released into Mary, God's pen had incubated, had come in contact With a woman. 
and then the spirit of the Lord says shall come upon you and the power of God shall overshadow you oh, is that not powerful the Holy Ghost shall come upon you so the child that you shall conceive shall be called the son of the highest so the meeting of this, the, the life of God with the woman brought forth a child through the overshadowing presence of the Holy Spirit and the child was brought forth that child was different from all children that were born was all children that were born into the world even though they were born of women they had their life from the sperm of a man this child was also born of a woman because God had to gain entry into the physical world to or false so the child's body was going to be formed out of the womb but the child's life was going to come from God was going to originate from God God's life and by the overshadowing power of the Holy Spirit the child was conceived the Holy Ghost the midwife for the conception of Jesus he is referred to as the son of the Holy Spirit that is what took place and Jesus was born come on shout glory so God had now found a body did you hear, did you hear that God had now found a way of entry first of all into the physical world and also had found a body God has a body so, oh, the birth of Jesus is God's way of entering gaining entering the physical world did I say that it's also God's way of having a body in the physical world because if God wants to be able to have you want to have a permit you want to stay in a particular nation for a period of time you need a permit true or false you need a permit especially to be able to even work there you need a permit so it was God's way of also having a physical body oh come on shout glory, glory. who just understood what I just said now having understood that the primary motive for all this to, for the birth of Jesus is the love of God for God to love the world and he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him and the primary purpose for the birth of Jesus is three we are going to talk about that right now is that powerful? powerful the primary purpose for the birth of Jesus is three number one the primary purpose for the birth of Jesus was for God to be identified with man write it down for God to be identified with man. For God to be made in the likeness of men. That's it. Number one. For God to be identified with men. Comma, to be made in the likeness of men. Comma, for God to experience manhood. That word, for God to experience manhood means that for him to experience the qualities associated with men. That is very important. The primary purpose for the birth. I'm just talking about the birth. I'm not talking about 
the coming of Jesus in general. Why did Jesus come? Amen. Why the birth? Why God had to be born? Why Jesus had to be born? <laughs> Is that not powerful? So it says for God to experience the qualities associated with men. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 18. Three important purposes for the birth of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Why are we so joyous? Why are we celebrating? We are celebrating when God became a man. We are celebrating when God identified himself with men. We are celebrating when God was born in the likeness of men. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. And why is that very important? Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Are we there? It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, for as much then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, likewise, say likewise, likewise. took part of the same. Yes, so God wanted to be made in the likeness of men, to experience manhood, to experience the qualities of men. Yes, That's the first one. Why he was born? To also experience the qualities of men. To, feel, to have the feeling of how men look like. The feelings of men. Is that not powerful? This was, as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death. So he also himself likewise, likewise took part of the same. The children were partakers of flesh and blood. So he also did what? Likewise, took part, partook of the same, to become flesh and blood. So when Jesus was born, he was flesh and blood. He was, he was, he was a physical body. Having a human spirit that contained the divine life of God. Why? Because everyone born into the world, apart from Jesus, had a human life in his spirit. Because the life the origin of the life was man, was human. Do you get what I said? So they all had human life. But because Jesus was conceived by the sperm of God, which is the life of God, he had a divine life in his spirit. His human spirit was also in a physical body. And that physical body was also flesh and blood. So he tasted flesh and blood just like every man. Just the only difference is that his human spirit was different from the human spirits of all those who were born of men. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And why didn't he come through that same channel? Because that human spirit, that human life had been corrupted by sin. Spiritual death was reigning through sin. And so he had to come to a different life. 
yet in the same physical body or the same similar physical body so he says he partook of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death that's verse 14 still he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime sub subject to bondage verse 16 for verily he took not on him the nature of angels that means that he did not come like an angel he did not carry the nature the form of an angel he wasn't contained in a body that looks like an angel it was contained in a physical body his spirit with eternal life was housed in a body that looks like the body of man the likeness of the body of man not an angel so he says for verily he took not on him the nature of angels but he took on him the seed of abraham hallelujah 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 that's verse 16 he took on him the seed of abraham i don't have time to go into that one that is why when jesus was walking on the earth realm and the jews saw him they couldn't see that he was jehovah they couldn't see that he was elohim they couldn't see that he was god housed tabernacled in a human body because he looked like them is that not powerful he was as fair as they were it was like it was as hairy as they were he could feel the pain he could be hungry so what did they say the scripture says that we'll go to that scripture they took up stones this they said that you being a man yet calling yourself god just why have you taken up stones that's what jesus said it says not that you have taken up stones not because of the works you do but because you being a man see that was what they say you being a man because they could identify with him and that was the purpose of god to be able to to be identified with man so you being a man you call yourself god to be able to so you see that it says that he took on him when he did miracles he did miracles as a man jesus was 100 percent the son of man and 100 percent the son of god jesus was the 100 percent man and 100 percent god as a man man is a spirit he was a spirit he had a soul he lived in a body he was a man is that not powerful but he had the eternal life of god residing in his spirit so he was also 100% god so jesus was the god man <laughs> i want shout glory now verse 70 wherefore because i don't have time in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren hallelujah i'm the, I'm the brother of jesus he it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to god to make reconciliation for the sins of the people for in that he himself had suffered being tempted he is able to secure help assist them that are tempted hallelujah. oh hallelujah 
because he's been tempted like men he's able to help those who are tempted as a faithful high priest they're not talking about the priest with the ministry of jesus but it's very important but i want you to know that one of the primary purpose for the birth of jesus is for god to be found in the likeness of men to test men to test manhood to taste flesh and blood amen. amen to feel what men felt because as the almighty god inexplicable they couldn't explain him the old men couldn't explain him they explained him the best they could god said no i'm going to explain myself by myself by coming to be like you to live among you to live like you but that is not the end of it let's go to another scripture that battles that point and then we move to the second one so we just read where hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 18 philippians chapter 2 oh. philippians chapter 2 so when you understand these things you take time just to honor god to praise his name to worship him for what he's done for his unselfish love for his selfless love for his selfless purpose in us in Christ Jesus hallelujah his selfless purpose in us in Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 2 verse 7 hallelujah do I still have some small time Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. Let's start from verse 5. Say, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, who being in the similitude of God, who being God, he says, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, He knew his equality with God as God. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him what? The form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He was made how? In the likeness of men. And being found in fashion, he looked like a man. He was fashioned like a man. That's what he's talking about. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death so he was fashioned he was found in fashion as a man is that not powerful is that not powerful let me check the niv verse 7 rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man did you see that in appearance as a man Remember, don't forget, that that was not the first time God was appearing as a man. But this time, his experience of manhood was through birth. That's the difference I'm trying to let you know. And that is the birth we are celebrating, the birth of Jesus during this Christmas. So, it's not about Santa wearing red and all that. No. Is that not true? I said it's not about what? about Santa wearing red all those things are, are sideshow acts so they're not the real thing they are just sideshow acts to get 
the young ones to get to be interested in all that. But the reality is what I'm teaching you now. Amen. He was found in appearance as a man, this time by birth. And he humbled himself. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is, that, is that clear there? Yes, so one of the primary purposes for the birth of Jesus is for God to be made a man, to be made in a likeness, to be found in a fashion as a man, to experience manhood. Right? That is very important. To experience the qualities of men. To experience manhood. The second one is for God to have a body. Jesus, when he was on this earth, was the living body of God. Jesus on the, I'm not talking about Jesus after the resurrection. And we as the body of Christ. That's not what I'm going into. I just want to centralize on the birth of Jesus for Christmas. Is that not powerful? Oh, is just hearing something right now. This is a Sunday sermon. This, is a, this alone is a Sunday preaching. But it's very important you understand. Why is this important? Knowing that God condescended to the level of manhood out of his love, he is ready to be praised and humbled himself for a reason. The second reason is what I'm talking about. The second reason. I said Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, was the living what? Body of God. God wanted to express himself through a human body. He has found a human body in the body of Jesus through birth. So even though Jesus was residing in his body, what did God do? God had found a body to express himself. I said your physical body enables you to express yourself in the physical world. Without that, you can't express yourself. You can be a spirit being walking. walking. There are angels here right now. But you can't see them with your visible optical eyes. When those angels have a body, you can touch that angel. You can eat with that angel. You can communicate with that angel with a, a kind of human level. Who, who is hearing what I'm saying? So there can be a spirit being or a person who is died and departed from his body and is walking around here. When he walks around here, we wouldn't see him because he's not housed in the body. You see that? So God wanted to also, apart from identifying with the likeness of men, and because he, is, he did that, he is able to also help those who are tempted. He's able to secure them. He's able to assist them. He's able to strengthen them. Because by coming to that level, he has come to associate with men. So he understands the temptations of men. He's not a God sitting somewhere and saying, why did you go to that temptation? He said he's gone through all those temptations, yet without sin. So when we go through the temptation that he's gone through, he's gone through all the temptations. When we go through the temptation, he's able to assist us. He said that God doesn't feel that we are being tempted. He knows the temptation because he has been tempted like that before. Yes, by his association. He knows what it means to be hungry. <laughs> yes, Is that not powerful? He knows what it means to be sick. Because he saw sick people. He saw how destroyed they were. 
He saw the blind. He could relate with their pain. He could relate to their troubles. He saw how a man had died four days and was decomposing. He saw how a widow had lost his son, only son. He was there. He felt it. So when we lose a loved one, he feels like we, he feels like us. He understands. Oh, is that not powerful? He knew when Peter would be tempted. He prayed. He knows what it means to pray. To feel the uneasiness of midnight prayers. He knows. He knows what it means to be tired. At one point in time, when he was on this earth, he was tired. He was hungry, the Bible says. He was, was he hungry? Yes. He was tired. He felt the pain of hunger. He felt the pain of the widow that had lost the only child. And went to raise the, the child back to life. He felt that pain. The scripture says he was full of compassion. He knew what was going on. When he was hungry and there was no food, he felt it. He cursed the tree. Because he was hungry and there was no food. <laughs> oh, shall glory. When he kept the people at the camp for three days and they were hungry, he knew. So he multiplied those for them to eat. He felt that pain. These people are hungry. That is why he says that when your neighbor is hungry and you feed him, you have fed him. You, you feed the neighbor. Jesus said, you have fed me. He said, the same way you did for this one, you've done it for me. He felt it. The Bible says, because of that likeness of men, and he feeling that, having that, that feelings, feeling the pain, knowing the temptations, knowing the persecutions, how they insulted him, how they insult men of God today, that they are fake. They are all pack men of God who are after money. They said that with Jesus. He feels it. When you are holding that to your Bible and all the people say, you like serving God, you like serving God, he also felt it. There was a time the people that brothers said that if you know you can do many things, they show yourself to the people. They told him the same thing. They tell you. Because of that, when they tell you that, the scripture is able to strengthen you. Hallelujah. The Bible says unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Oh, hallelujah. That's how important it was for him to be found in the fashion of mind. Secondly, a human body. So you read the scriptures. God had found a physical body to come and stay in that physical body. So when Jesus went to be baptized by John, the Bible says, the spirit of God, who is the fullness of God, who is the presence of God came to indwell Jesus. He came to reside. The only person to have experienced that. He came to indwell Jesus and occupied the seat of the human spirit of Jesus and took over the body as his body. So when the Holy Ghost descended and dwelt in Jesus, 
when all the people came to John the Baptist to be baptized. And Jesus also came to be baptized. And as Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, the scripture says the heavens opened. And the spirit descended in the likeness or descended as a dove will descend. And came to indwell Jesus. When the spirit of God indwelled Jesus, the fullness of God had indwelled Jesus. God had gained legitimate permit or permission to stay on this earth because he had a body now you see God's wisdom he wouldn't break his protocols he wouldn't break his principles he came to the same principles this is what I call the working of God according to the counsel of his will Paul calls it that in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 reading from verse 3 downwards because the counsel of God the working of God according to the counsel of his will when God works out things without anybody's counsel or advice I mean forget what he said in Isaiah it shall be called the wonderful counselor oh shout glory. glory so we know this in Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 to 17 that the Holy Ghost came to indwell Jesus when God the Holy Ghost came to indwell Jesus the fullness of God was dwelling in Jesus I said, what well, the fullness of God. God has found a body. Can we see that scripture? Matthew chapter 3, quickly. So that I can just... Matthew chapter 3. Are we there? Yes, if you're excited to hear this special Christmas message, shout glory. glory. Matthew chapter 3. Verse 13. Hallelujah. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the, to, to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Verse 14. But John tri tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased is that not powerful then Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 Colossians the writing of Paul to the Colossian church chapter 1 verse 19 are we there Oh, hallelujah. Katole etokosa. Atoli akapalakata. I'm so privileged to be in this generation. I'm so privileged to serve. Hallelujah. To have the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. To know some of these truths. Verse 16. It says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven. And that are on this earth. Let's go to verse 19 because of our time. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Is that not powerful? For it pleased the Father that in Christ, in Jesus, should all the fullness, all fullness dwell. So the fullness of God came to reside in Jesus. 
So at that time, well, after the baptism, oh, is that not powerful? After the baptism of Jesus, as he was walking, the fullness of God was walking on this earth. God himself, in his entirety, in his fullness, was living in that body of Jesus. He was living, he was residing in that body. And was now demonstrating to the Jews who he was. And they couldn't relate. <laughs> With all those miracles he did. The fullness of God bodily. Jesus was the fullness of God bodily. The fullness of God in, in, in body, in body form. The fullness of God contained in body. The bodily expression of God. The bodily expression of God. He was teaching them. Hallelujah. So you see, the birth of Jesus enabled God to have a body. And enabled God to indwell that body. To be able to express his power. To be able to express his wisdom. One day, Nicodemus ran to Jesus. He says, we know that thou art mighty, the mighty man of God. For no man can do these mighty things except God be with him. Oh. He was amazed at the wisdom of God. The people were amazed at the wisdom of Jesus. Even from childhood. The wisdom. So God was expressing his wisdom through Jesus. This is to wait that God was in Christ. Hallelujah. God had gotten a body. How important that was. For him to express himself. The earth realm. He could touch them. It wasn't the invisible God doing miracles that he couldn't tell. He could touch them. Oh, is that not powerful? He could touch the blind. He could hold their hands. No wonder John speaking says that which was from the beginning. First John chapter one. Says which we have heard and seen, which we have handled of the word of life. Which our says which our eyes have looked upon. So they saw God in the physical form. That's why I said that is why I said that the birth of Jesus is for the invisible, inexplicable God. Invisible. They, he had not been seen before. But they saw him that time. They couldn't explain 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 him. He explained himself to them severally, in parables, in teachings. He explained how the demon, how demons operate. He explained the sources of sicknesses. Is that true? Yeah. He healed their sick. He made provisions for them. The God that did miracles in the wilderness and they couldn't see. And they said, Moses, show us this God. You are the only one climbing the mountain. Show us this God. God had set a time to show himself to them. Hallelujah. To their forefathers. He did not show himself. The day he showed himself on the mountain. The mountain began to quake. And the people began to beg Moses. When Moses went to the mountain for a long time and was not coming, the people wanted to see something physical. They wanted to see a physical God. Not the one that Moses was talking about. 
So they made a calf to sell the calf. But God has set that time where he himself will not need Moses to explain him no, to them. No. He will not need Joseph and Jeremiah to explain them or Daniel to explain him, him, he God, to the people, to the Jews. This particular time, he himself had come to indwell his body Hallelujah. and was teaching the people, the Jews, and was demonstrating similar miracles to the people, the miracles in the wilderness being demonstrated before their very eyes. God was in their midst. God was, hold, was with them. He was touching them. He was eating with them. He was climbing mountains with them. But he did not know. Oh, come on, shout glory. The fullness of God. Walking in the midst of men. The fullness of God. He had gotten the body to express himself. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. But the, you see, what is very important is that after the resurrection of Jesus, now that same fullness of God has made all of us his body. Ah, glory. We are the temples of that God. How was that possible? Because number one, he was made in the likeness of men. After his death and his resurrection, he brought that same spirit or gave that same spirit. Who is the fullness of God to each one of us who believe in him? Hallelujah. Is that not powerful? powerful? I said every time I said it is like a commissioner of police who chooses to condescend. Condescend. Humble himself and associate with thieves by becoming a thief or with robbers by becoming robbers. To that point where he understands all that they do and use means to take them out of the robbery and then tell them that if you believe in me i'll make you a commissioner of police like myself is that not powerful but you have to first identify with them to understand their pain why they steal and now now by death and resurrection be able to transform them as they believe in him he turns them to be like the, to like him come on shout glory the, uh, the latter part i just explained was possible or is possible now because of what i'm just explaining now the third one and the last one is for the exposure of the hidden personality of the invisible God in the physical world. God exposing his hidden personality. Is that not powerful? Paul told the Bible says in Athens, says, I perceive, I've see, I see it written that you've an inscription to an unknown God. So I perceive that you guys are religious. Says the God that you serve, you do not know. I mean, Paul was trying to tell them that it's possible to know the God they serve. Listen, listen, listen. That know, that knowing, that knowledge is possible in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Because of the last point I just made. For God to expose his hidden personality. Hallelujah. For the invisible God to be made visible 
for the unknown God to be made known, to be revealed. Hebrews chapter 1, verse, verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Says God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. So I've said it that in the Old Testament, when you study the Old Testament or what the prophets prophesied concerning Jesus, cannot give us the detailed explanation of God. Even though they prophesied, even though they spoke concerning the coming of Jesus, their prophecies and all that they said had limitations. Because God had not yet been fully revealed in the physical world. Yes, you didn't hear what I said? Yes, he had not yet been fully revealed. So for instance, what we just said, as I says, unto us a child is born, and for unto us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful Mighty God. He shall be God with us. That's how far Isaiah could see. But we in the New Testament as Christians, as sons of God, understand that God has made his home in us. He's beyond with. Being with a person, you can depart. But being in a person is a permanent state. You can depart. So I've said that God is not our neighbor. No, he's in us. Is that not powerful? So, it says, God who had Sunday times and in that verse speak in time past unto the Father by the as in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and by whom also he made the wells, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image, who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person. So you see, when Jesus was walking on the earth realm, that was the full personality, the full expression of the personality of God walking on the earth. He calls him the express image of his person. The express image of his person. The express image, the exact image, the exact personality of God walking on the earth. Is that not powerful? Who understood what I just said there? Then let's go to John chapter 10, verse 24. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 10 verse 24. Oh, say I'm not an ordinary person. I'm not an ordinary person. I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus with a difference. I'm celebrating the birth of Jesus with a celebrating with an understanding. Beyond what the world has given us. Beyond what the world has taken over the celebration. And they are giving us what it means to celebrate Christmas. Yes, sir. Is that not true? Most of the kids that are coming only think about Christmas with Santa in mind. Yes, sir. We are not celebrating Santa. No, no sir. Thank God for the gifts. Hallelujah. Because in the day on the, on the Christmas in the Christmas season we give. Yes, sir. We don't give because Santa gives. No. We give because Jesus gave Himself Hallelujah. out of love. Hallelujah. So we demonstrate that kind of love in giving. Hallelujah. One of my daughters asked me, says, he says, Daddy. If we are celebrating the birth of Jesus, how do we give him a birthday cake? I said, we give a birthday cake to Jesus by giving it to somebody else. Yes, that is on this earth. That's what the scriptures say. Yes, sir. It says, as you have done it for me, 
You have done it for them. You've done it for me. Yeah. Since I was hungry, you did not feed me. They said, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Is that not what they said? Yes, I said, if you do it for one of these, mm. for the hungry one, you have done it for me. Yes, so when, how do we give a cake to Jesus on his birthday when we give a cake to our fellow brother? Yes, how do we give, give a rice to Jesus when we give that rice to a fellow brother? Hallelujah. Is that not important? It's very important sir. That's, what it's, that's what it means. And then when we give him praise and thanksgiving for what we, we have done, for understanding all these things I just explained. Then we give him praise. Oh, Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your life. Thank you for coming, for being born. Coming in the fashion of men. We thank you. Thank you for identifying with men. Now, that identification enabled him to reveal himself to men. And also reveal himself in men. And that is what we are experiencing now. So, I said that it enabled him to expose himself. Jesus is God exposed. Jesus is God exposed. Yes, sir. When somebody is exposed, it means that the person is hidden. Nobody knows him. Nobody could tell how he looks like. Nobody could tell what he could do. Is that true? Yeah. So when we ask, who is so and so? So we've not even seen him before. The people who belong to certain courts and certain clubs, they've never seen their boss before yes, or their sir. chairman before yes, sir. the day the chairman comes out he's exposed to a false that's the same way when jesus was walking god had exposed himself mm. god doesn't want to be mysterious to us his children he doesn't want to be hidden to us come on shout glory. glory and that is what you see in john chapter 10 verse what 24 going from 24 to 38 hallelujah okay let's start from verse 32 then the Jews took up stones again to stone him <laughs> they took the Jews took up stones the Jehovah that they had had their forefathers worship was there with them bodily Yet they took up stones to stone him. Is that not strange? He had come in Jesus. I've said it before. I said in the New Testament, we celebrate the name of Jesus. There is a reason for that. But I can't go into that now. Amen. I told you and you believe not. Tomorrow we have service. Powerful service. Amen. Amen. I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and know them, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and thus shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all. Verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone you not, or we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. Wow. Says, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. They didn't know that it was he was God that had made thyself man. They said, You being a man, maketh thyself God. Like it was God 
that had made himself a man. Hey, it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Hey. Come on, shout glory. glory. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, They are gods. If you call them gods unto whom, the, unto whom the word of God came, and the scriptures cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world that thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. That's the Son of God. It means a God man. A God in human form. The Son of, the son of God. That he says there. A God, it means God in flesh. So he says that, do you say I blaspheme because I, I said I am God in flesh? I said, no, let us stone this man. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do though, ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know. Oh. Therefore they sought again to take him but he escaped out of their hand and went away. So when people are insulting you for, for the sake of the gospel, he understands. They wanted to catch him one of the days and he went to their midst. Now let's go to the last scripture. John chapter 14 verse 7. The gospel of John chapter 14 verse 7. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, just give glory to God. Adesa. Verse 14. Verse 14. Are we there? Chapter 14, verse 7. Sorry. If you had known me, he says, I am the way. Verse 6. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. Jesus said unto him, have, have I been so long with you? And yet you thou and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Say, Show me the Father. Why? Because it was the physical expression of the Father. Remember, Hebrews chapter one, where we read, it says that he is the what the express image of his person. The brightness of his glory, the outshining of his glory. Yes, sir. When men said, Moses said that uh, he does not share his glory with any man. This time he had come to share his glory with men. He had come to show his glory to men and to share that glory. So when you see preachers saying that God does not share his glory with any man, they are, they are, they, they've not understood the fact that Jesus is the outshining of God's glory. The express image of God's glory. I'll show you a scripture before we close right now. Have I been so long with you? And yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Wow. He that has seen me, Jesus said. He said it boldly. Yes, sir. Has seen the Father. You see what I talked about? So why was he born? So that they, he could have a house. So that by that house, which is a body, he could also fully express himself. So when they see him, they see the father. Yes, sir. Think about it. The father that was hidden in the, in the Old Testament. And Moses could not see him. Elijah went to the mountain and could not see him. He had all kinds of noise. The still voice. The mountains were shaking and all of that. They, this, they, these allies saw all of that. They saw his wrath. Now that God had come bodily to express himself to the world, to us, to the Jews first, the Bible says, then to the Gentiles, to all. Hallelujah. So if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. 
how do you say that so as the father believers thou not that i'm in the father the father in me the way that i speak unto you i speak not of myself but the father that dwelleth in me he doeth the works believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very works sake verse 12 very very less so unto you he that believes on me the works that i do shall you do also so the greater works than this shall you do because i go unto my father but he was trying to tell him that i'm the full expression of my father if you have seen me you have seen the father hallelujah how was this possible through the birth of christmas <laughs> through the birth of jesus yes sir last scripture all this has made it possible for us all born again to be called into god for us to be called into god john chapter 17 the birth of jesus has made it possible oh god is so loving can i read this scripture and then we close That's just, this is the lost prayer. John chapter is the lost prayer. I said what? The lost prayer. The lost prayer. Amen. But let's just read from verse twelve. You can still read from all, but verse twelve is okay. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, so called Judas Iscariot, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, I pray not, verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. Say, I am kept from evil. Jesus prayed for me that I'll be, keep, I'll be kept from evil. He prayed for you also that you'll be kept from evil. Amen. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Say, I'm not of this world. He says, Sanctify them through thy, through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast seen me into the world, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for this alone, but for them also which shall believe. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Jesus prayed for me before he died. He prayed for you. All those who will believe. Have we believed the gospel? It says, Neither pray I for this alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through, the, through the, their word. That they all may be one. As thou, Father, art it, it in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me hallelujah are we in him now yes, if you are born again you have been called into god god has been called into you he lives in you you are you are the bodily expression of him he expresses his fullness through you he expresses his wisdom through you he expresses his power through you he expresses his life through you if you are born again he started with Jesus after his resurrection. 
Jesus made it possible for all those who believe. He prayed for that year, John 17. He prayed to the Father that that would be made possible. Say that that day all, we all may be one. That as I am one with you, Father, as you are in me and I am in you, that they all may also be one with us. Is that not possible? That thou, Father, art in me, verse 21, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Where? Say, I'm in, I'm in them. I'm in them. I'm in the Father now. I'm in Jesus now. That the world may believe. Verse 22 says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. So when, when they say that we are, we, we are, no man can take God's glory, what do you, what do you mean by that? So this is here. Is it here? Did we write the Bible? Did we write it there? We just read and saw it there. We believe the Bible. We believe the scriptures. And the glory which thou gavest me, Jesus says, I have given. It means I will give when they come to heaven. It says, I have given them that they may be one. Even as we are one. I in them. Verse 23. Hallelujah. I in them. And you in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me. And hast loved them. And thou hast loved me. So out of his love, he's given us his glory. He's made us his glory. <laughs> Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee. And this have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Hey, what a prayer. Hallelujah. So you see, this is the reason why we are celebrating the birth of Jesus. This is why we are so joyous. This is why we are so happy. This is why we are making merry. Because of the, these purposes, these privileges, these rights that we have in Christ, in God, we are celebrating. And every Christmas ought to celebrate with this understanding of our rights in Christ, of God's purpose in us, of, of, of first of all, God's purpose in Christ, and Christ's purpose in us. What powerful. So powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. Walking with this understanding. That because of all these things, I am the body of Christ. Because of all these things, Jesus is able to help me when I'm being tempted. Because he's felt the pain before. He's also able to fully express himself through me. Just as the Father fully expressed himself through him. Hallelujah. What a life. What a love. What a purpose that we have in him. What love we have in him. We are no longer ordinary people. We are not like the world. We are not following the world's idea of the celebration of Christmas. We are celebrating the scriptures idea of the celebration of Christmas. The birth of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, just stretch forth your hands.
in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm praying the Holy Ghost. Just praying the Holy Ghost. Just thank Him. Thank Him for His love. Thank Him for His kindness. Thank Him for making us who we are. Thank Him for His purpose in us. Oh, Father, we bless Your name. Thank You for Your purpose in us. Thank You for Your great love. Where would You love us? Thank You for making us Your place of abode. Your life is in us. Your presence is in us. Your fullness is in us. We thank you for that. Thank you for sending us as your messengers all over the world. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your birth. Thank you for this season. We love you, Jesus. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, Merry Christmas to us all. And God willing, tomorrow we have a very special service. And I'm also going to be teaching. I'm going to be teaching. And it's a very special end of year party. Glory. Wherever you are, you are invited to come to join us. We're also going to be having a music and arts festival. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be fun. It's going to be lit. It's going to be insightful. Hallelujah. We are, we are, we are, just, we are just going to be celebrating Jesus throughout. We are going to give him praise for all that is done. For all that we've just understood here. Even for his, for this ability to understand the scriptures. And to apply it in our daily work. We just love him for that. So join us tomorrow. It's going to be a glorious service. And join us for our 31st also. Uh, our, our New Year Eve service. Hallelujah. Don't miss out. It's going to be glorious. You're going to be giving awards. You're going to be praying. You're going to be prophesying. And we're going to be declaring... God's mind for the year 2022. So don't miss out. Hallelujah. God bless you for joining us today. And we love you so much. And keep increasing in glory. And experience all grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you and I love you. 2021 is gradually coming to a close. And with it comes the beginning of a new year. We invite you to our annual 31st December New Year's Eve service, taking place at the World Changes Arena, Oswald House, Adenta, Accra. It's going to be a celebration of God's Word, God's Spirit, and a celebration into 2022. the special word that will catapult us to a new level of glory in the new year. There are a lot of darker days ahead of us. The fact that those things are going to be happening in the world doesn't mean that they'll be happening in the kingdom. It's important we understand where we are or where we are from. The scripture is for you are of God, little children. It is for you are not of this world. So there are many things that are going to be happening in the world. But he wants us to know that we are not of this world. There will also be an evaluation of the spiritual year 2021, a year of all grace, and a special award service 
recognizing all members of the ministry who achieved outstanding feats in their various departments. Join us on Friday, December 31st, 2021 at the World Changes Arena, Accra. See you there.